Welcome to Jason and the Movie Knots, the latest in our Marvel cast series. We are talking Avengers Endgame, the big one, the the monster movie, the one where everyone appears. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to do this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. This might be an hour or something. Usually I think we clock in about 30 minutes or so, but this one's just epic. It's a three-hour movie. It feels longer than that somehow. It feels like three or four movies all by itself. Oh, yeah. And this is the movie for audience listeners uh, that we saw together in the theater many moons ago. I think we saw more than one together then. Yeah, well, I definitely remember this one because we'll get to it. But at some point in the near the end of the movie, I thought it was the end of the movie and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. We had a lot more to go. So let's just jump into it. I have too many notes over the last couple of days i've been trying to prune the notes down but i can't just too much stuff happens go for it go with it it's all right <laughs> wait are you we usually do our overview of what we thought about this movie compared to what we thought we were going to think about it which is a lot of thinking uh what did you think about this movie did you like it as much as you thought you would or not? i liked it better than i remember liking it that there was a lot more in this movie that that, that was really enjoyable and i like that they didn't forget to focus on the people as well as on the superhero stuff so it's like it was a good movie yeah i actually agree with you and if you know if you saw that coming but i like this better than i thought i would and yeah i think it's because we've been doing this podcast well it starts out really well well it starts off really sad really sad but appropriately sad right Mm -hmm. and i think that's part of what makes this movie powerful is that they actually do respect well what these people in the movie have gone through and what fans had gone through from infinity war it's like we feel this kind of mourning yeah yeah and i think that you know additionally um the idea of going through all these podcasts and again watching these story arcs happen you know, you and I specifically in this, it feels even bigger now, right? The first time we saw it, we saw those movies years apart, right? Mm -hmm. Like I hadn't seen Iron Man forever or Captain Marvel hadn't even seen yet. There's just so much that I didn't have in my purview. And then also WandaVision wasn't out, you know? So like seeing Wanda, which we'll talk about later, kick ass in this movie and like literally go head to toe or head to head with Thanos, like, I was like, oh, yeah, of course she does, because she's super strong. And I know that from the, sh- the show, you know. Um, anyways, everything felt, yeah, better this time around. So this is a perfect example of why you want to do this podcast, because the yeah. second time I was like, OK, this one is, it, yeah, it feels much better this time. I want to save it for the end, but like the arc of Tony Stark, mm-hmm. I think just makes so much more sense now seeing all these movies. One yeah, apart. I know, and also because, like, in the very beginning, we're watching Iron Man and going, like, screw this guy, he's such a jerk, you know. And he was, and then he did have an arc, and it's you know, spoiler, this is the end of his arc. Considering this movie made two billion dollars or something, I think we don't have to worry about spoilers. I know, I think people have seen it. Okay, let's quickly go through if that's possible. These many, many notes in front of me. First off, like you said, it starts off with the Debbie Downer. It's all super sad. Uh, it actually starts off with Hawkeye uh, and his family 
and that whole idea of, you know, seeing them go missing and the super sadness set in. Um, and then also uh, we get to go to the ship with Tony Stark and Nebula, which is a little bit of levity right away, actually, where they're playing that little game of football. And I think yeah. that was cute scene. Yeah. Played that in the high school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I played the crap out of that game. Yeah. Right. I think some of our younger listeners might have never played that game, but it was a huge game in high school. Um, and then, yeah, the whole idea of Iron Man being stuck up there, uh, but Captain Marvel shows up and brings him back to Earth. So that's kind of a quick resolve. Um, this whole beginning here is like a mini movie, by the way. Yeah. Before the movie actually starts. Um, and then Tony looks super thin and that's all. He's like super depressed and like talk about great acting again. He's just so frail and I'm, they must've done some computer graphics to his body because it looks weirdly thin. Comes, you know, he's been up there for a while and he's super depressed. And then, um, Oh, by the way, I want to ask you a question real quick. He said he proposed to put earth armor on like the whole earth. Did that happen in the movies? I must've missed that. I, that went right past me. It was a small little note, but he was mad at Captain America, super mad. And he's like, Hey, you didn't listen to me when I said we should put armor around the whole earth because you know, it was invasion of privacy or something. People said such a small little throwaway line, but I don't remember him ever coming up with that idea. No, I don't remember that either. Interesting. Well, anyways, they should have. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they should have put some armor around. Um, by the way, it was awesome to see Rocket because I'm playing right behind me, if you can see on my TV, not for the listeners, I'm playing Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game, which is probably one of my favorite video games ever and is like all of the movies in one that we've been watching on Guardians movies. It's really excellent, but... I'm spending a lot of time with Rocket, you know, and Drax and Gamora. And so to see him again, it was kind of weird because I'm like playing a game with him in it. Um, but I like that. And then, so this is the whole mini movie. It's like they're they're basically teaming up again and going like, let's go get this guy. Mm -hmm. Let's go get Thanos. Yeah, which we wanted right away. It's like they gave us as fans this wish fulfillment and then we see them go and attack Thanos. Oh, right, right. The, yeah, the mini movie isn't over. They go and fucking get him. And it's like super satisfying. They just bust in. He's just chilling, like making dinner, by the way. Yeah. Um, and they bust in and they're just like, cut his arm off immediately. Uh, of course, he, you know, destroyed the stone. So they're not there. And then I love it. Thor is just like, plop, I'm going to knock your head off. But then you have this feeling like, Okay, now what? We're only right. 20 minutes into this three-hour movie. What's going to happen? And wasn't that too easy anyway? And why is he just cooking dinner? Like, it felt so right and so wrong at the same time that then puts you kind of on, the, on a weird footing from that point forward. Well, yeah, because then after that, like, kind of mini movie's over, they decide to just go five years later. Yeah. And so then that's when the movie actually starts, I think. <clears throat> and that's where the real feeling of mourning sets in. Right. Because we first go to that kind of survivor's guilt feeling uh, like AA type meeting. And it's just so, it's so sad, right? And the, the feeling of loss everybody seems to have is so deep, right? And then they cut through the streets of New York City and they're 
basically deserted. There's still all the remnants of crashed planes and crashed cars and, you know, buildings that have obviously been falling apart. And, you know, it's a little like uh, everyone quit their job or something these days. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it is. You're right. It's like a, a post, you know, apocalyptic kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also that kind of depression, you know, a lot of people are feeling these days in the, in quotes, real world is is happening all over the place. And yeah, like you said, Captain America is in a support group. And but we immediately get a little bit of not levity, but a different perspective because we get Ant-Man. And now that makes a lot of sense to me because I first saw this before I'd seen the movies. So mm-hmm. he comes out of the truck because he was in the quantum realm. And that's, again, another sad, you know, weird scene where he comes home, doesn't know what's happening and finds his daughter who's grown up. And she's he's, like older. He's slowly finally able to piece everything together. But yeah, I mean, imagine how he must have felt at that point. Really, it was good performance by Paul Rudd, too. You know, you will always think of him as a comedian. But he really kind of pulled that off as as really conveying the sadness of the story and the scenes. Yeah. And just this weird kind of dislocation he must have felt. Because, you know, he was trapped in the quantum realm because Evangeline Lilly, the wasp, was uh, killed by Thanos' thumb snap. So she wasn't able to bring him back. Yeah. And so they're like, he's kind of now this like ghost in the machine in a way. Yeah, he, he committed to like uh, the dramatic part of, you know, Paul Rudd being the actor committing to like seeing his daughter, you know, and that all felt really, really real. And then later on though, it becomes comic relief in the movie, which is great. You get to get Steve does both, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so basically he immediately comes up with the idea that right. literally, oh, will... by the way, what there's little bits in the movie where they actually fill in a lot of my complaints about a man and the wasp because he was saying like in the quantum realm, you don't age, you don't eat, you have no idea about time. Oh, right, right. And like I was like... whining about that last time, right? Yeah. I'm like, well, what? Wait a minute, what? So Michelle Pfeiffer's stuck there for 30 years, and she never, you know, gets hungry. She never, you know, what does she do for with herself? She never gets bored. We well, said no, five so hours was five years. Five hours is five, five years. So she's there thirty years. You know, she's there maybe a day for her. A day for her. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. She wasn't like going hungry for thirty years. Now I'm not going to ask why she aged during that time, but actually you could probably fill it in with comic book logic. Yeah, all of it's magical comic book logic, really. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So for him, it was five hours, and that was five years, and then he just jumps right back into. What I was going to say is the plan to save everything. Think about it. The answer to the whole MCU is Ant-Man. Yeah, right. And I like that too. Now, that like when I first saw this movie, I was like, uh, okay, I guess. And now all of a sudden, yeah, this is kind of cool. Uh, you skipped over the Hulk with Mark Ruffalo's head at the cafe. No, no, no I'm just, I had those notes. It's next. Okay. Yeah, I know the order, believe me. These are very, very fine-tuned notes. <laughs> um, but he does tell Tony about the time heist idea. He calls it time heist. You know, the time heist. Um, so the idea is set, you know, with um, Ant-Man, his idea. And then, yeah, they jump to the cafe where they're talking with Hulk, who's normalized now. So he's essentially like the normal Hulk, which is also Big Hulk, but also Bruce Banner at the same time. Which I don't... Has that happened in comic books much? Yeah, not the not the face, but the brain part. Yeah, I mean, basically, the British Hulk went away for most of the 80s. 
Oh, okay, yeah, but he didn't like hit like adapt the face of Bruce Banner or something. Like no, he still had the Hulk's face, but like there was a period of time when he worked for a bouncer in Las Vegas or crime oh my boss goodness. in Las Vegas. That sounds very much like a comic book. Yes. Yeah, and he went gray for a while too. Again, and then he, yeah, he was he was the the heroic, or the the Bruce Banner controlled the brain of the body. This is I a great, that. actually a great series of issues. It ran from probably eighty seven to ninety seven, written by Peter David. I'm sure I read some of them because I always remember the Hulk being like strong, but not out of control. Yes. You know, when I grew up, that's how I remember the Hulk actually. Um, But yeah, there's a funny moment with, you know, the the people wanting uh, pictures with him and stuff like that. And it's, it's all all the comic stuff in this movie is done very well, by the way. I don't know who the director is, but it felt more honest, like a Taika Waititi kind of honest comedy. Um, We should look up the director because it's, no, Someone direct- different. The directors are the same brothers who directed Captain America Civil War. Okay. There wasn't a lot of jokes in that. The Russo like, brothers. Yeah, I like the Russo brothers. Well, anyways, they really, I think all the jokes really land in this one. So, because it's it, it's tricky to do when there's a lot of darkness. Um, okay, so Hulk is normalized. Uh, Tony, I'm going to jump kind of a little bit. Tell mm-hmm. me to stop if you have something you want to talk about. Tony uh, does the experiments to try to figure out the time travel, if it can work, because that's basically what they're proposing. Uh, there's a funny scene with uh, Paul Rudd with a taco, I remember, which is funny. And he drops tacos and Hulk comes over and brings him two more tacos. <laughs> I like that. He's um, hanging outside the Avengers. Tower. Yeah, he's just hanging out. Uh, I love the scene when they go find fat Thor. Very much one of my favorite scenes. Uh-huh. And Taika's there as the rock guy. Right. Uh, and they're playing video games and he's super heavy. And by the way, the whole movie, I thought they were going to do a thing where like all of a sudden he's thin. But no, the whole movie, he stays fat. Yep. Fat Thor. He, he keeps the beard. He stays yeah. fat. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh... And that's cool. I like I like the fact they didn't do like a quick transition, you know, like, oh, for some reason he's back to normal. Hemsworth uh, is totally committed to it. Oh, he's literally the f- funniest thing in this movie, because even they remembered near the end with Guardians comedy again and that's because of chris hemsworth yeah Um, he's drinking he's he's doing whatever the fuck he wants he's a bad role model to everyone around him he just doesn't care he's although he has the really heartfelt moment where he gets well we'll get ahead we'll we'll talk about that he's got a few heartfelt moments but it is similar to because i know this from friends and stuff and past history but people who are drinking a lot can quickly switch to emotional that's kind of a, a characteristic. I think we've all seen that. Right. And I think that's what's happening with Thor in this movie. Because mm-hmm. he gets, he cries a lot. He goes into like, I He's can't do this. Sensitized. Yes. Yes, very much so. We also see in this time period, all these people who have gone nuts and changed their life because of the depression is Hawkeye just going down the streets of wherever he was. I don't know. Uh, Chinatown or something, Tokyo or somewhere, yeah. and just killing you know mob bosses or yakuza or something. Yeah, he puts on this man. He's Ronin, which is also true to the Avengers comics. Mm. Um, you know, he becomes this, this kind of dark Avenger type. He's got tattoos now too, because I guess that made them tough and edgy. I still don't like like that character no matter what they do they they put him in that little scene there and he's like supposed to be this awesome fighter now i don't know i just i can't get into hawkeye but he's like 
the thing everyone hates about him is like okay the avengers are these incredibly powerful people and they've got a guy who shoots arrows yay how exciting i know and when you see the situation like even later on this whole podcast will be foreshadowing but it's like tony stark and spider-man and some people no spider-man not, not spider-man but tony hart tony stark and bruce banner when he's a regular person and there's a few people that like show up in the fray of things and they're regular people like even captain america He's fighting at some point, and then like if he gets punched by Thanos, he goes flying, you know. Yeah. So like that's like the most extreme version is Hawkeye. Like, yeah, if if Thanos punched him once, he'd probably die. Thanos right. probably would have killed him. And then you got Thor and Captain Marvel on the other side. And it's like, what do they need these weak characters? I know they're like struggling. Like Captain Marvel and Thor are struggling, and you're gonna be like Hawkeye. Come on, <laughs> okay, stop dogging on him. But. Um, they do have use him for the test test of the time travel. So he's the first test. Mm -hmm. And I thought that scene was pretty cool because he sees his family and he's like super sad. But then yeah, then and the daughter's like, daddy, and then he gets pulled back. Yeah, nicely yeah. done. So then they talk about doing this huge thing, which is why the notes are so long. And maybe we can skip some of this stuff. But they basically set up a heist. And it's funny that they mentioned it being a heist, like heist crime, time heist. Because that's what this becomes, really. They've got to go find all the stones in all the different places. And you could see that being, right, like a, a casino movie or something. Mm -hmm. We've got to hit every single casino or five different casinos in one night, you know, and then here's the time limit. Like, it's a heist. But they've got to go across, like, you know, different timelines. And that's when they plan this whole thing out, which it's so many different storylines. That's part of what makes this movie feel big. Yes, it's this but part. It's, really. also, it's, it's also a lot of throwbacks to previous Marvel movies, which make, gives us kind of this nice feeling of completeness, right? This really is tying up the cycle. So, you know, the story that takes place basically in the scenes in between the first Avengers movie. Right. Which I'm sure you're going to get to in just a second. Like that's legit kind of like little nostalgic, a little fun, nice throwbacks. You can see it all fitting in there. And it's also like this kind of summing up kind of moment. But they're all new moments. And like yeah, with the sci-fi of it, you know, it's like they didn't happen the first time around, right? Yeah. It's like they're jumping into these timelines and fucking with it to get the stones, to go back, to put the stones back. It's a little bit, again, comic book magic that this would work, but that's what they're doing. Yeah, it's Back to the Future 3 logic or something. Yeah, or 6, Back to the Future 6 logic. So you have the Hulk and the Monk. I'm, I'm going to kind of give you the scenarios. The Remember, the Hulk, and the, uh, the Hulk and the Ancient One. Uh, you have Asgard, Thor, and Rocket, which is funny because Thor's yeah. drunk and... And sweet. And sweet. And it wants to see his mom. You have okay. War Machine and... Uh, who's with War Machine? Nebula. And they go looking for Guardians of the Galaxy to get, like, basically wait for Peter Quill to try to go st steal one of the stones. Right. And then you have Gamora. Uh, I wrote down Gamora and old Thanos. Oh, basically the fact that Thanos comes, like, into the picture, which is the original Thanos before all this happened. Right. And he's a problem. He's basically the, the reason why they can't pull off their heist because he learns of you know, spoiler, he learned about their plan uh, pretty soon on because he starts like messing with Nebula and poor Nebula. She always gets messed with. 
Or Nebula, yeah. Um, and so he learns about that mixed in with these notes. I don't know when specifically he learns, but he learns that like these, you know, the Avengers are trying this thing. There's a lot of aspects of these scenes that I just really enjoy. Like you said, Thor going back to Asgard, which had just been destroyed, right? Seeing his mom who had been killed. Right. And he has those moments of like love and excitement. And also like, he feels like he feels like a fuck up. Right. So again, Hemsworth really is acting the shit out of this role. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we get a little glimpse of Loki and the Avengers flashbacks. Yeah, that was we, my next notes, that little, the handoff of the stone. Yeah, the handoff of the stone is, again, like a perfect little heist moment. You know, with the whole bit with uh, the whole coming off the elevator and causing the Tesseract to be flying around the room. And Loki grabs it and all that stuff. It's like, you can totally see that being an Oceans, uh, seen in the Oceans movie or something. Right, right, right. And then you have that that jumps right to Captain America versus Captain America, mm-hmm. which he thinks he's Loki, which is funny. And uh, that scene happens, but he wins and gets the stone from him. So that's cool. What's more comic booky, by the way, than a hero fighting his doppelganger? Oh, yeah. I just always reminded of that Spider-Man meme with all the Spider-Mans pointing at each other. <laughs> right. So perfect. Uh, and then, yeah, you have those all these little scenes and then the Bruce and the Monk they come to an understanding. And actually that seems really important because that again, loosely explains what they're doing, where they're mm-hmm. taking the stones out of the timelines and putting them back before they were gone. Um, oh no, this is important. This is an important note. The most important note, because we talked about this, I think, what was our last show? Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Uh, when did we talk about Dr. Strange? I guess it was Infinity War. Remember Infinity War when Dr. Strange gave the stone to Thanos? And this is the answer. So the monk or the ancient one says, and I didn't put two and two together. Oh, the reason why uh, Dr. Strange gave the stone, because we had asked why he did that in Infinity War, was she's like, if he did that, he must have had a reason. Right. And the reason was, and we'll learn again, flash forward, is that there was only one outcome where they win. And that's if... Uh, Dr. Strange gives him the stone and then later someone sacrifices himself. I think he saw that only one way and that's why he gave him the stone. And there's another throwback too because that's the end of Dr. Strange, right? He sees all these possible outcomes. Only one was one with, that he could win and he has to follow that timeline. Yep. So again, we just throw back and throw back and throw back again. And then we get all the stones up into the last few and they fuck up because they ran out of juice or something. Time juice, which is what it's called. Uh, And you can call this episode time juice if you want. Tony and Scott have to go back to 1970, which I think is a nice, fun little, again, mini movie. Yep. Where it's like a total throwback. It doesn't even feel like the movie we've been watching. Uh, I don't like the Michael Douglas CGI. I just never liked when they modern, like, yeah like that you know when they go too extreme it looks obviously fake in the future by the way they'll be able to do that perfectly but right now it still looks a little wonky yeah i don't know they probably won't but anyway you think i think they'll get to a perfect match at some point come on it's technology anywho tony talking to his dad is cool all that whole scene um black widow by the way another another segment black widow has to sacrifice herself right that's a big moment Why is it always the women? I don't know. And she's like, and she had, well, I don't think they knew that she was going to have a movie after that movie, but 
Um, maybe it wouldn't have been a prequel if she didn't die. I mean, I know it's because, you know, she wanted to end her contract and. Oh, that's the real reason. Yeah. 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 And, you know, they, they, she'd get her movie and then she'd be done like Tony and uh, what does the Captain America Chris do? Like Downey and Chris Evans do. Oh, right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed seeing Yvette Nicole Brown there too. It was like great little shout out. I'm such a fan of community. It just made me happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't buy the whole connection between Tony and his dad intellectually, but emotionally it just worked. Yeah, it was it was it was a nice uh, again aside in this very very long movie full of a lot of action. It's more like a smaller piece, you know. Well, you're putting your finger on it, right? Spoilers, but this is what what my take is is that it's a giant action movie with all these actual human moments Mm -hmm. that doesn't you know it's it's not some movie where it's just action 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 all the time they do take the time to give you these emotional beats and that's what makes it so much more satisfying well yeah that's all those little things that took so long to explain and we're almost done with them those little mini vignettes those are all little stories, right? They're like little stories that, uh, like you said, they're wrapping up or they're a bit revisiting, but it is about Thor and how he feels about himself and his memories, you know, and um, not Rocket because he's just Rocket. But, you know, a lot of the characters go through that thing mm-hmm. you're talking about. And the movie, like, takes its time, a long time to uh, navigate all that. And like unmoved, other movies we watch in this series that do it poorly, this one keeps you on track of a timeline. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to go through this thing and here's what we're doing next. And now it's a heist and now it's to this. But they don't, it doesn't feel like it's for no reason. You know what I mean? It's not sprawling out like, and now this third act came out of nowhere. No, it's like, oh, we know what they need to do. But along the way, we're going to say what you said and they're going to tell the stories. Thank God it's done very well. So continue with your notes. Okay. Oh, a few more things left. Uh, we get black, uh, we get Hulk and this is a big moment in the movie. Hulk finally gets the glove. Cause they finally, you know, black widow sacrificed herself. They went back to 1970. So they got the stones, they got the glove. Uh, Hulk does it and snaps his fingers to bring people back. And by the way, he did it. He likes, it was successful, but as soon as it's successful, which I think is an awesome moment. I think it's Ant-Man who says it. He's like, Hey guys, I think it worked. And then Bam, they get attacked by aliens, which is Thanos' crew coming to wipe them out. Um, but they they did bring back everybody, right? They didn't really say if they did. Yeah, they brought back everyone who's killed by the snap. Yeah, okay. They, but they don't ever technically say they do, just so to be clear. Because I watch, I mean, in the movie, you see his wife, uh, Hawkeye's wife, call him. But that's it. That's We don't... Oh, no, I guess we see a bunch of the heroes at the end, so... It's interesting though. I don't know if we ever know. If, like, I mean, right? What about John Sh- John Schmo? You know, Joe well, Schmo. Uh, we're going to get that answer when we talk about next week's movie, Spider Man Far From Home. Oh, I think that. Oh, they do talk about that, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, so Hulk doing that, which is cool, but then they get attacked. Then there's a bunch of fighting. This fighting didn't feel like I really cared. Now at this point, it's a little bit of fighting with you know his alien buddies. Um, Iron Man, Thor, Cap. Okay, now they all... Nebula kills herself, by the way, which is shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't work, that. really, with time travel. But anyways, uh, 
Uh, and Iron Man and Thor and Captain America all fight Thanos, and they fucking get their ass kicked. Oops, can we swear? We can, right? Yes. <laughs> and they get their butt kicked. Uh, and Captain America learns he can wield a hammer. How do you feel about that? He shouldn't, but it fits, right? And it's satisfying for him to be able to wield the hammer. I like the little bit, too, where where uh, Thor keeps one hammer and gives Captain America the other one. Okay, they're best friends. Captain America's as good as a person as you can get. Yeah, it, it shouldn't work, but it works great. I fucking loved it. It's great in this movie, but it is, yeah, it's like a, a stretch. Um, but it doesn't matter because Thanos still just like wins like so easily. And by the way, he breaks Captain America's shield. I think that's the first time we've seen that ever happen. Yeah. Ever. Um, and I, I, by the way, this is re- reiterating why I don't, or I'm reiterating why I don't like Thanos, obviously. No one likes him. But, well, actually, in one, one movie we watched, you, you found like something that you understood you know yeah, why he was he, yeah why he was acting a certain way but in this one just remind me how smug he is you know mm-hmm. the smugness is what makes me always like my skin crawl and he says that personal that big huge line that it's personal this time that's right. like an intense scene he's like i'm gonna enjoy this and we're like whoa mm-hmm. pretty intense anyways this is it the big battle where in the movie theater i thought it was over uh they're all beat you think it's over of course the portals show up all the people that were gone come back as well as just other random heroes and it's heroes versus Thanos' army i gotta say like i fucking love that all the portals open up and all the heroes come in like i was just smiling from ear to ear loving that like this is just this is exactly what i want out of a movie like this this it's it's absurd it's ridiculous it's over the top but it's the ultimate over the top scene right it's yeah. like the battle in wakanda in in uh infinity war times a hundred times a thousand oh yeah and it's like a like it's yeah it's that popcorn moment you know like literally like grab the next you know mouthful of popcorn we're gonna go here it is this is the movie moment um but that's in the movie theater where i thought it was over because the music comes in and it's either I feel like it's either going to do another movie or it, they're just going to like cut to black and be like we won or something. Little did you know you had another hour to go. Oh geez, it is actually and rewatch it isn't another hour. It isn't that long. It, it feels that long, but but it also it's like watching it at home, knowing it's going to be long, knowing you can pause and go to the bathroom. That's make true. A sandwich, too. right? Yeah. Like, made a big difference to me oh i paused this and like rewatched your second another section another day so like i really you know i know you you think that's like it's a three-part series right yeah well i did treat that this and a couple other movies on our list as you know i'm terrible about like get getting these uh, out quickly enough but like that's what i'll do lots of times is because they're so epic i'll like just watch them for a while like an episode you know 40 minutes and be like whoo you know and then just come back to it the next day and to me actually i mean that still feels pretty good because i think my mind is very much about like these you know hour shows uh but anyways there isn't it isn't an hour actually i think it's only like 30 40 minutes left of that movie but it feels more because i thought it was over then uh so then you have this huge battle scene that goes on forever goes on forever it's like so enjoyable i could have watched it is enjoyable actually would have watched another 20 minutes of that i i wouldn't I do even on a rewatch. I think it was 
a giant tab. man destroying the spaceships and Captain Marvel coming and when everything seems like it's lost. Captain America fighting with the shield. The scene with the, the all the women that they're surviving. I love that moment. Yeah, women heroines. Uh, it's just super freaking fun. And finally, they're able to converge in on Thanos. Right, and that's where we have the moment that I alluded to earlier, where Doctor Strange, and it's very moving. Now that I know everything, Doctor Strange holds up his finger, and he holds up one finger when he looks at uh, Tony Stark. Do you remember that? Yeah. And Tony Stark knows, oh, that means I've got to go sacrifice myself. So he does. He rushes in. And by the way, again, movie magic, comic magic. He struggles with Thanos, not even close to as strong as Thanos, and somehow gets the stones out of his glove. How do he do that again? He just does it. What do you okay. mean? Okay. All right. Okay. It's a little far-fetched. What do you want? Well, I want a little bit like he had an Iron Man device, right? Okay. Thanos was weakened and tired from fighting in this enormous battle. <laughs> He's so tired, Carlos. He, does, he achieved his goals, right? What else does he want? He killed half the people. Maybe he's bummed out because everyone is back. What? Like, he's mad. He's got his army, but maybe he's just tired by everything that's been happening. It's a stretch. It's a, it's right. he got all five stones. He's an okay. old man. Okay, he's an old man. Anyways, that's what he does, and he does a snap. He brings. Uh, oh, the snap! This snap is to kill the whole army. Which again, by the way, genocide. But whatever. It's they're bad guys. They're bad aliens. Not to make it a controversial episode, but he does <laughs> wipe out his whole, like Thanos' whole, you know, army, if not race of people, I think. Yeah, we, we don't know about the race. Well, I haven't seen Eternals. Maybe there's something there. We'll see. But no, I mean, that's what that was the right thing for the story arc, though. Yeah, if, I'm not saying he sacrifice himself. Yeah, yeah. That's the key oh, thing, right? He sacrifices himself. And it feels, you know, the gravity is really good and people come over and say goodbye to him and it's, you know, sad. And then we go to the funeral. Um, and then uh, Thor with the Guardians. Why did I write down Thor with the Guardians? Oh, that's the very end. Yeah, there's the long funeral scene. That's the yep. part that dragged a little bit for me. Um, but we get to see all the characters kind of say goodbye to Tony. And then we see Captain America go off on his little adventure. Oh, right. That's the old Captain America storyline where he goes off uh, to bring the stones back. Super important part of the movie, by the way, they don't show, which is interesting. Yeah. Because the movie's already too long. And he comes back as an old man. And I think that was a very nice touch uh, where he gives the shield to Falcon. He looked like Joe Biden to me, by the way, as an old man. Nice. It was good makeup or whatever, CG and makeup. It was good. He didn't look like Joe Biden to you? No. Little Grandpa I so. Joe? I don't know. He looked older than Joe Biden. Is look at look at some recent pictures. I don't think he looks that old. Anyways, and then you have the scene with Thor, you know, buddy buddy with Guardians and Peter Quill, and that's hilarious. Um, and there was no credit scene. No, there are no credit scenes because that's that was the end. The end, yeah. So Thor Love and Thunder will will be the next one in the series. So oh my goodness, I got through that. Can we just give Carl Strudel a few credits real quick? That's it. We did that in 25 minutes, or I went through the notes in 25 minutes. I'm just going to give myself a pat on the Cue back. the applause, which Thank I'll you. dub in. and then... You will not dub it in. Oh, I'll dub it in. Will you? Yeah. I'm going to listen to just this part. Hey, listeners, you heard me do it. <laughs> but no, I think we got through it quickly. Um, 
And my short answer is that I liked it more. Like I said at the beginning, I liked it a lot more than I did the first time, for sure. And I'm very satisfied with it. I was, I was, I just found it a really satisfying movie experience. So, would you give it? I mean, it's, it doesn't really fall in any category. What was the movie that I just gave a high score to? Didn't you, you just share a doc? I shared that doc. I finally put I our ratings together. I know. We no longer look. have that gag. So, can, but you can look, I don't have it in front of me. Can you look at what my highest one was recently? Thor Did Ragnarok, you gave a 9.5. 9.5. Okay. It, it was almost perfect for me. I can't imagine liking anything more. I was tempted to have a ten, to give it a 10, you said. I think this is nine. I think it's it's really close to great slash perfect. It's a little long still. I still think the last battle, you could have done a summary of it. You know, I don't really think we need to see all those scenes that we saw. The You know, all the women coming together is cool. Uh, especially for like the series and stuff. I want to see more women, but um, yeah, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go nine. Okay. I'm going to go 8.5. What? I'm higher than you. You're higher than me this time. I know. I was actually surprised when we did our ratings, like I'm consistently higher than you. Well, no, I thought you'd be higher than me. With a couple exceptions. Uh, Like you like Thor the Dark World more than I did. I liked Iron Man 3 much more than you did. Uh, I liked a lot of Endgame. I thought it really was satisfying in a lot of the payoffs. I just thought it was off balance who dies in this movie. What do you mean by that? Why is it? Why did we have like three different kind of semi powerful females die in this movie? I just wanted more. Oh, I don't know. Maybe this is me being a little too PC or something, but it kind of got to me. You know, why couldn't Clint have died instead of Natasha? I don't know. I don't know. Because even if it's a contract thing and she doesn't come back, you don't need, if you're not doing another movie, it doesn't matter. They're both going to have legacy characters, right? We've got the new Black Widow already. And the new, the Hawkeye series is going to be about him training his, his, uh, one of his daughters, I think, to become the new Hawkeye. So they already have legacies built up for them. Uh, It really is kind of interchangeable which one gets killed. Uh, You know, that's a minor complaint. There's a lot of good payoffs here. Uh, I still was kind of caught, like, why couldn't Captain Marvel have solved most of the stuff herself? Yeah, in the beginning, she said she was doing other stuff for a lot of the time. A lot of the stuff with Hemsworth was really good. Also, like, I like the little philosophical elements of, like, well, maybe he was right to kill everybody. They didn't get into, like, the the, uh, philosophy of these people were already dead. They've been dead for five years. The world has moved on. Everything is now was structured to be this world of half the people, mm-hmm. half the birds, half the cats, half the dogs living on it. And all of a sudden everyone's back. Like it's traumatic in the opposite way now. Oh yeah. It would be for sure. And they don't even touch on that because yeah, they don't have time. So whether it's actually the right thing for them to go back and change time. Yeah. I don't know. So that got stuck in that for some reason, probably not a reason to fault the movie because the movie delivers exactly what it should. I'm kind of trying to talk myself into giving it a higher rating, I guess. I know, because I'm kind of baffled because I don't I didn't think I would go this high with it. And as we talked about it, I don't see anything really wrong with it besides a few things you're saying right now. But those things don't seem, I don't think they seem like 0. 0.5. So I 8. gave 8. Avengers 8.5. 
Winter Avengers Soldier. one. Avengers one. This is better than that. I don't know. All right, I'll give it a nine. I'm definitely twisting your arm on this one, but I think that Avengers one. I mean, this is everything you could think of in a Marvel movie in one movie. So next up is a movie that I haven't seen. Spider-Man Far From Home. Is this the only movie you haven't seen on this whole freaking list we've done? Well, I mean, now it is. I mean, while we were going through it, though, you'd seen everything. I hadn't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. I never saw Dark World. Okay, so there's a couple that you didn't see. By the way, he, uh, uh, Thor references, is Dark World the one where the uh, Natalie Portman's character gets changed? Yeah. They, he references that movie or that time in this movie. Remember, he's like, I had a girlfriend once, and then there was this energy, and it got inside her. And then, uh, <laughs> right. And it's it, like the plot itself sounded funny. It's almost like he was making fun of the movie. <laughs> he's like, and anyways, and then I rescued her, but like, I don't have a girlfriend now. But anyways, <laughs> it was one of my favorite moments because I was like, I love that. Yeah. I like that movie. And he was like, kind of dogging on it. <laughs> you mean, uh, what do you, what do you think you'll give Spider Man Far From Home? I, that's the one it? I've seen the most recent. Yeah, I saw that. Um, now I don't know. I have to rewatch it. I have to rewatch everyone. I, there's a couple on this list I haven't rewatched because I watched them so soon. Like Captain Marvel, I watched once. I don't know if I want to. I mean, maybe I'll watch it again. I probably will now that you said that about the the snap. I want to know what, what they say. But I liked it a lot um, more than I thought it would. Is that with, with um, Mephisto? The second time he's isn't Mephisto in. I don't think he's in it, but I haven't seen it. So wait, what? How many is Mephisto ever in a Spider-Man? I don't think he is. It's Electro's in it, right? Is a Mephisto in Spider-Man? Oh, I'm saying. I don't think so. Okay, then you're you have not you don't know he's in this one. Spoiler. Oh. Did I give you a spoiler that you hate hate me now for? I hate you. Well, it's on the cover. Is it? Yeah, isn't it on the cover? Well, we'll find out. I'll find out soon, I guess. No, my goodness. I don't want to say that I spoiled Mysterio something. Mysterio is in this one. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Oh, Miss, Miss, Mephisto is someone totally different. I Mysterio, did say Mysterio, the guy with the, with the fishbowl on his head. Mysterio yeah. is who I meant. Yes. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Okay. And that's, uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll watch that one next. And then. Yeah, I'm gonna, so you're going to say, what What'd you say? A seven? Well, no, I think I liked it more than that. I mean, I had problems with it, but um i think i'll give that a 7.5 okay i'm gonna predict a 6.5 wow even lower because i didn't like the other spider-man movie well there's some stuff they do in this that's pretty cool i was the big dissenter on that one because everyone else loves it no i don't know i think i think this one's better in interesting ways i just didn't like homecoming so okay um all right thanks carlos where can people find you? you Uh, go to TikTok and uh, it's TikTok. Just search for Carlos Rodella. My name, Carlos, R-O-D-E-L-A. Oh, thank you.